The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. Moms should get more credit. Back when I became a mom, I realized people thought my former career in TV news was more important than my motherhood. But that's backward because moms are raising that next generation and the world depends on us to do it well. So moms, this is your time to sit back, relax, and let Channel Mom cheer you on and equip you in your job as a mom because you're doing some of the most important work on the planet. Channel Mom, we encourage moms. Now, here's your host, Jenny Dean Schmidt. Oh my goodness. Welcome moms. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. That's what we do. We focus on your amazing value because sometimes the world overlooks it. All right, so I'm really hoping that this show is going to be a huge blessing to lots of people today. In case you haven't noticed, I really love to talk about heaven. And more than that, I love to talk about the proof of heaven. And that's why we invited our friend Lee Strobel back to Channel Mom. Of course, he's a hugely popular New York Times bestselling author, maybe best known for his book, The Case for Christ. But he's added many other bestsellers to that book. And most recently, Lee wrote The Case for Heaven. And now there's a new film based on Lee's book. It's a documentary called The Case for Heaven. And man, is it powerful. We're going to talk about it with Lee Strobel in just one minute on Channel Mom. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. Hey moms, summer is just around the corner. Make plans now to encourage your kids with a faith-filled week at Idrahaji, one of Colorado's largest Christian summer camps. Idrahaji stands for I'd Rather Have Jesus and offers a vast array of outdoor adventures including zip lines, horseback riding, rock climbing, and more. Best of all, the staff at Idrahaji will point your camper to Jesus Christ through passionate worship, heartfelt devotions, and inspiring Bible studies. Register today at idrahaji.org. That's I-D-R-A-H-A-J-E. Org. Channel Mom with Jenny Dean Schmidt. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. All right, a shout out to their, the moms who are around the country listening to us. Also, a uh, shout out to our podcast mom. So grateful that you tune in each week on the podcast, but also on the radio, uh, Omaha and Lincoln, Nebraska, Little Rock, Arkansas, Kansas, Colorado Springs, Idaho, Oklahoma, and also right here in Denver. So grateful for our longtime listeners. We've been on the show for a decade, or we've been on the air, I should say, for a decade now. Um, remember, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Audible, uh, which is Amazon Podcasts, right? Apple, Google Podcasts, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. All right, so something kind of exciting going on. I don't know if you've heard, but my very first book is coming out. And it's sort of my love letter to mothers everywhere. 
a little bit like a Mother's Day card on steroids. So you could really buy it for, for any mom for Mother's Day. It's it's eight stories of real moms, everybody from Fox News anchor Gretchen Carlson to a mama in Cleveland who forgave the criminal who murdered her baby girl and now prays with him in prison. Just incredible stories. But each of the moms in this book shares a mothering secret. Um, it's it's a cheerleading book for moms. It just cheers moms on and reminds them how important they are. So it's called Mom, You're Amazing. You can get a pre-order discount right now if you go to, if you email orders at momyouramazing.com. Orders at momyouramazing.com and you can get that pre-order discount. I'd be so honored if you'd order my book, but somebody who's a way more prolific author than me and much more important Wow, do we have some heavenly, heavenly, I need to get that word right because it's what we're talking about today. Do we have some heavenly stuff for you today? Sandoval Studios and K-Love Films are just about to release a new documentary film called The Case for Heaven coming to theaters this April for three nights only. It's based on the book written by New York Times bestselling author Lee Strobel. And uh, this this film is answering questions uh, about what awaits us after death, the evidence for heaven and hell, and what really happens in those near-death experiences. The man behind the movie in the house today, welcome Lee Strobel to Channel Mom. Well, thanks so much, Jenny. I, I'm excited about your new book. i got to read that. That sounds awesome. <laughs> well, thank you for saying so. That's very nice. I hope Leslie will read it, too, because I know she was very, still yeah. is dedicated to motherhood and grandmotherhood. Yes. Right. You know, thank you for saying that. I'll just consider that a little plug on the air. Uh, <laughs> so here's what I want to do. You and I have already talked about your fabulous book, The Case for Heaven. I don't know what is wrong with my pronunciation today. The Case for Heaven. A journalist investigates evidence for life after death. We talked about the book a couple of months ago, but now this film is coming out. I just want to say, and I'm not... I'm not overstating it, and I'm not um, trying to kiss up to my guests, but what a beautiful film. And, and I think um, the, the, the uh, producer, Manny Sandoval, was trying to sort of get a dose of heaven within the way in which he filmed the actual yeah. uh, movie. And it is, it is heavenly. It really is. So, mm-hmm. so why don't we talk uh, about what motivated all of you to put this together? But first, I want to play a quick little clip from the new documentary, which you can see very soon in theaters, The Case for Heaven. Do we have a soul that survives our physical demise? It was the most ambitious investigation of my life. Can near-death experiences tell us anything reliable about life after death? And why should we trust what Jesus tells us about heaven and about hell? There it is. That's how you open it. And, And I think you think that for such a time as this, has this movie come about? So talk to me about why you think the public at large is ripe for a movie about heaven. Well, I think especially because of this pandemic we've just come through, about 29% of Americans know someone or have had a family member die during the uh, pandemic. In fact, I lost my brother uh, during the pandemic. And so it's opened up a lot of people to questioning, well, what does happen when we close our eyes for the last time in this world? Uh, I was at a restaurant with my wife a while back, and and we got talking to the waitress, who's about 18 years old, and she started to cry. And we said, what's wrong? She said, oh, I'm so sorry. She said, I almost didn't come into work today. Uh, We just lost a family member to COVID. And I thought, here's an 18-year-old young woman who probably didn't ever think about heaven or hell before, probably didn't even think about what happens after you die. But now... 
you know, death has come knocking on her family's door. Now she's got questions. Now she's got, you could see the anxiety in her eyes. And so I think people are ever more curious about what actually takes place when we close our eyes for the last time. Yeah. And you actually came close to dying, which is what prompted you to write the book, The Case for Heaven, yes? Right. That's right. Um, About 10 years ago, my wife found me unconscious, um, called an ambulance. I woke up in the emergency room, looked up at the doctor, and he said to me, "Uh, you're one step away from a coma, two steps away from dying. And then I went unconscious again. Um, I had an unusual medical condition called hyponatremia, which is a severe drop in blood sodium level. And um, my level had dropped so far that um, I couldn't sustain life. And so I I hovered between life and death for quite a while until they were able to uh, save my life. Uh, And, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe what the Bible teaches about heaven and hell. But, you know, I'm also a bit of a skeptic. My background is in journalism and law, and so I tend to, you know, have a bit of a skeptical streak. So I thought, you know, how do I know? You know, first of all, how do I know that the Bible's telling me the truth? Secondly, what does science tell me? What does history tell me? What does philosophy tell me? And that's what launched me on this uh, multi-year process to write the book, the book, The Case for Heaven. And and now this motion picture, because we, we thought, you know, a lot of people won't read a book, but they'd love to see a movie. And And movies are able to do something that books can't do. In other words, they can create a mood. They can they can hit us in our emotions in a very deep way. Uh, some people say that cinema, movies, are the language of the young people of today. So we, we created this film, traveled all around the country. Oh, my goodness, from Portland, Oregon, down to uh, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, Chicago, Phoenix. I mean, we were all over the place yeah. filming this movie. And uh, I'm just I'm just thrilled because I think it it shares the evidence for the truth of the afterlife in a way that a lot of people will really relate to. Yeah. And and, and kudos. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm really full of the compliments today because, uh, uh, you know, Manny is an artist, the, the producer behind mm-hmm. this movie. And, and you're oh, a yeah. journalist and, and you yeah. covered the topic of heaven as a good journalist does and 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 got a variety of interviews. And and in the movie, the same thing. You, you guys even interviewed a, a, a gentleman who used to be you know in Christian music who left because he doesn't believe anymore just to get right. his perspective and and so you covered the many facets of of what heaven means and 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 the proof of heaven and and how we can capture heaven here on earth and and what god says right. about heaven you know all of it and, and you did a beautiful job and and you interviewed um one of my favorites he's a friend of yours john burke and i've also read yes. his book imagine yes. heaven and and he he was where you went to the near-death experiences thing and i'm gonna let you talk a little bit about that but right. let's first play john's clip based on his investigation of near-death experiences when we die we our natural bodies, but we're still ourselves. It's life on steroids. It's life beyond anything we've experienced. Yeah, good stuff. And and yeah. and and you built into John's by saying, I mean, you did this kind of as an intellectual. And I mm-hmm. I was telling you um, off air that I have a family that that is made up of PhDs and intellectuals who are true skeptics and don't believe, uh, yeah. you know, what is said about heaven and hell. But you but but one reason I was saying kudos is that you're bringing everybody into this, you know, somebody with without a lo- big education and somebody who's very educated can appreciate the context of this movie. It's gorgeous. Well, but you're welcome. But but. 
you set up John Burke and near-death yes. experiences and heaven and hell by first saying scientists can distinguish between the brain and a soul because some people say, well, when your brain's yeah. dead, you're dead. So talk about that right. first. Yeah, we interviewed a neuroscientist with a PhD from Cambridge University. So you're talking about a true um, scientist and intellectual uh, who has written a book called Am I Just My Brain? And because um, a lot of scientists believe there's nothing beyond the physical world. We're just our brains. We have no free will. Our brain is just uh, a bunch of neurons flashing, and that's what determines what we do and why we do it. Um, but she makes a good case that, indeed, we have not, we're not just a body, but we're also a soul. We're not just a brain, but we're also a spirit. And so we're kind of a, a, a bifurcated uh, a creature. We have uh, two parts to us. And she makes a good case for that, I think, because uh, there are some things, you know, one example that, that she told me when I interviewed her, she said, you know, imagine there was a, a scientist named Mary who was the world's leading expert on sight. She understood the physical process of sight. She had detailed knowledge of the physics and the chemistry of vision. She knows all about the intricate structure of the eye and how it functions, how it sends you know, chemical signals through the optic nerve. Um, she knows all that stuff, but she's blind. What if all of a sudden one day she suddenly became able to see for the first time? At that moment of receiving her sight, would she learn anything new about vision? Well, yeah, she would. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, she'd be able to see. And, and so as Dr. Dierks told me, she said that means the physical facts alone cannot explain the first-person experience of consciousness. So yeah. no amount of knowledge about the physical working of the eye and brain will get Mary closer to the experience of what it's like to actually see. So our consciousness, our soul, our spirit simply cannot be merely synonymous with brain activity. Our consciousness or our spirit or our soul is distinct from our physical brain. And why that's important is the Apostle Paul says to be absent from the bodies, be present with the Lord. And so at the moment of death, our spirit, our soul survives our physical demise and continues to live on in what's known as the intermediate state um, before the final resurrection and judgment takes place. And then our final uh, assignment, whether it be to heaven or hell. And um, so, you know, the fact that the Bible talks about this uh, is confirmed, I believe, by modern neuroscience, which I believe points powerfully toward the existence of a soul. Yes. And you had to set that up before yeah. you went to the legitimacy of near-death experiences, because some folks would say, That's well, right. look, when your brain dies, you're dead. And you said, ah, yes. we, we got to look at the fact that, that a lot of scientists believe that the soul is separate from the brain, so something can exist beyond the brain. And, right. and that's how you set up somebody like John Burke. And we talked about some yeah. of your favorite near-death experiences and, and the incredible things that people see that they, they could not know unless they literally right. were out of their body. I'll let you share one of those, your favorite, and then we'll yeah. move on to a testimony of hell because when people have near-death experiences they don't just see heaven so so why don't right. you talk first about your favorite um proof that somebody's soul left their body yeah i i wanted to look at cases where we had corroboration in other words evidence that people saw something uh during their out-of-body experience that cannot be explained other than the experience being real yeah and so we have a researcher named kimberly clark sharp who describes an out-of-body experience of a heart attack victim named Maria. And during the time that Maria was flatlined, when she was clinically dead, her spirit, her soul, her consciousness drifted out of her body. She watched the resuscitation efforts, and then her spirit 
traveled through the hospital and out of the hospital. And then when it returned to her body and she was finally resuscitated, she said, oh, by the way, on the roof of the hospital, on the third-story ledge, there's a man's tennis shoe. And it's left-footed. It's dark blue. There's a wear mark over the little toe, and the shoelace is tucked under the heel. And they went and investigated, and sure enough, they found it exactly as she described. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's corroboration. She actually saw something. In fact, one study looked at 93 patients who made verifiable observations like that while they were out of their physical bodies during a near-death experience. And 92% of those observations were absolutely completely accurate. Another 6% were almost totally accurate. So that's 98% accuracy, which is astounding. In fact, what really surprised me is the uh, Lancet, which is the medical journal in England, uh, carried an analysis of near-death experiences and concluded that there's no alternative explanation that can account for this phenomenon. Yeah, people so try to explain it away. Yeah. And, they, and they try to explain it away. They do. Yeah. Thank you, Lee. Thank you for, we're not done, but I'm just thanking you because so much hope when, when you tell people that there's proof that a soul exists beyond the body and and, mm-hmm. and there can be something very good awaiting yes. us and and and, and i yep. love it it's I, I just love that you're giving people that hope especially in these times so thank you for doing that now sure. we're going to very briefly touch on because we only have about five or six minutes left on on the other side of the coin that, yep. that howard stern yep. storm rather an atheist storm, right. left his body and saw something very different he did he encountered uh, demons who literally ripped him apart um, uh, it was, he was just the most brutal thing. He still has post-traumatic stress from even talking about it. I mean, he, it was a, a brutal experience of being attacked by demons. He called out to God to rescue him, and God did rescue him. When he re- was resuscitated, this experience was so real to him that he not only renounces atheism, he not only quit his job as a professor at a university, which was a tenured position, he became not only a Christian, but an ordained minister, yeah. and today is a pastor of a little church. It absolutely changed and transformed his life. And you'll see his story in the film. It is chilling. It is chilling. watch him recount. It is absolutely chilling. Yeah, because both you and John Burke in his book have talked about Howard Storm, but seeing yeah. him on video and, and how emotional this is for him. He's an older yeah. man, a lovely gentleman, a, a sophisticated guy, and, and you see yeah. him break down about what he saw. And, yeah. and, and you think you just can't make that up. Um, That's so, right. so So bless his heart. All right, I want to do one more thing, and then I want you to tell people how they can go to this movie, because I'm hoping that people sure. come out in droves to support yes. the, the subject matter and the hope of this movie and, and of what God promises us. So, so I do want you to get to that. But I want to do one more thing. Manny Sandoval, the producer, uh, uh, and, and both of you worked together very hard to make this ha- have a heavenly feel, like the cinematography and, and the motion that, that, that was woven throughout the movie and the visuals and the sounds. And so you took somebody's music. I wish I could play two minutes of it, but I can't. But you yeah. took Eric. Um, and I, will you pronounce his last name for me? Uh, you know, I have trouble pronouncing it. Uh, okay, okay. I think, uh, let me go to his, uh, the way it's, it's spelled, at least. Uh, it's it's yeah. Ao Young, Ao Young. And, and the name of the, yeah. the, the song that he writes is Tears. He's trying to capture heaven in this music that's in the mo- movie. Here you go.
you know, I sat in my prayer chair this morning and listened to that. I wish I could play the whole thing and just bawled because yeah. he, he does capture something of heaven. Yeah. And, and by the way, he doesn't kind of fit your stereotypes uh, of somebody that would, would, would want to have a Christian message and, and, and love people into heaven. But, but he's a <laughs> gift and his music is yeah. a gift. I'm so glad you included it. I hope people will look him up. It's Eric O-W-Y-O-U-N-G, Young. The, the sound is tear, the song rather is tears. And wow, just gorgeous. All right. So, so yeah. I, I have to confess to you, we've had some weird stuff going on behind the scenes today where, where our timer went off and all this other stuff wasn't working. So if I've seemed perplexed or discombobulated, there's a reason. <laughs> um, so we don't, I don't know exactly how much time we have left, but I think we got about four minutes left now, Lee. Sure. What is your last message that you want to draw people in to, to the message of this film, to, to, to the beauty of this film, to, to what you're up to and, and what Manny is up to with this film before you to let people know how they can go to it? Well, you know, someone told me that heaven is a bit like having a vacation on your calendar. In other words, you know, when you're at work and things are hard and your boss is breathing down your neck and the money is tough and, and, and times are stressful and so forth, if you've got a vacation coming up on your calendar in a couple of months, you're going to go to Maui for three weeks, it kind of makes your present difficulties a little easier to bear. Mm -hmm. And when we have heaven in our future, when we know we're going to go to heaven and be with God forever, and that's in our future, it, it makes our present, even though it may be stressful and difficult, it makes our present easier to deal with. And I think that's a cool way of looking at heaven, kind of the vacation, the permanent vacation, the eternal vacation that's on the calendar. It's going to come. And yet times are hard now. But you know what? It's going to be worth it in the end. Amen. And, and you know, um, I, we're going to tell people the details about how to get to this movie. But here's my last question. You... Yeah are a former atheist. You're an accomplished yeah. journalist. You're a skeptic who now loves God and believes in heaven. And, and yeah. you have a wife who's in chronic pain and has to work through so much. Yeah. So, so you've got a lot of reasons not to believe in the God of the Bible and not to believe mm -hmm. in heaven. But from yeah. that perspective, what is your great hope? It makes me want to weep. What is your great hope that believers and unbelievers alike will get from this film? Yeah, I hope that believers will take a risk and invite someone who's spiritually curious. And they may not be a believer, but they're open spiritually. Maybe they're a skeptic even. And invite them to the movie and let this be an experience that will wash over them. They'll hear the evidence, they'll hear the facts, but they'll experience this incredible film. And in the end, it'll be a great opportunity to have a conversation. Um, and maybe give them a copy of the book later that they can take with them and, and, and study more in depth or whatever. But um, I hope it becomes a vehicle that Christians can use uh, to reach out to people they love, yeah. who they want to spend eternity with. Amen. I remember my father-in-law was an atheist. He was on his deathbed. And I led him to the Lord in his final conversation before he died. And I'm going to spend eternity with him in heaven as a result. Amen. And I think I'm so grateful I took that risk. Um, and, and reached out to him at that last moment, um, and he was open finally after 20 years of praying for him. Well, good for and you. So, uh, yeah, so I hope people take those kind of risks. I do too. So here's the deal. It, it's a yeah. unique event in U.S. cinemas, Monday, April 4th, Tuesday, April 5th, and Wednesday, April 6th at 7 p.m. Um, you can look it all up and get your tickets, et cetera, and tell me if I'm right about this, Lee, at www.thecaseforheavenmovie.com. Thecaseforheavenmovie.com. I hope you go out and buy tickets for yourself exactly. and somebody else. Anything else you want to add before I say goodbye? They can watch the trailer there as well, 
And by the way, our new young readers edition of the Case for Heaven book, uh, which is for 8 to 12-year-olds, okay. has just come out. So that's available if you have kids that age. And where do they get that, Lee? Uh, any any place, Amazon or any place that, uh, that sells books. Beautiful. The Case for Heaven movie based on the Case for Heaven book by Lee Strobel. I am grateful for this man. I hope you can see why, and I hope uh, this interview has blessed you. My best to you and Leslie Lee. Thank you so much for being on Channel Thank Mom. Thank you. My pleasure, Jenny. God bless you and okay. your listeners. Thank you so much. All right, this is the time in the show where I thank you, moms, for all that you do. I think moms are sacrificial. They're they're washing feet the way that Jesus asked us to do before he left the earth. Moms are probably the one washing more feet than anybody else. And and you're doing that work, that sacrificial, beautiful, loving, uh, unselfish work. And so thank you for all you do. If nobody else has thanked you today, I'm thanking you. Be sure to check us out. Be sure to check out uh, the book. You can find a pre-order of Availability at orders at momyouramazing.com. Um, that is my book as opposed to Lee's book, but you can also find his books anywhere. Um, I just want to thank you for tuning in today. You can find all about our ministries, our outreaches at channelmom.org and uh, direct somebody there that needs some encouragement. You can follow us on podcast, follow us on social media, keep listening. All I want to do is bless you moms and uh, let you know that God loves you. Thanks for listening today. You can support us through a one-time donation or by signing up to be a monthly partner at an amount of your choice. Just go to channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. New monthly donors will receive a special gift package in the mail. While research shows moms are undervalued and families are struggling to stay together, Channel Mom works to lift up motherhood and add value to your family. We depend on donors like you to provide outreach to at-risk moms in prison and homeless shelters or dealing with single motherhood. Our life-changing programs are over capacity, so your donation will help us serve more moms and kids. Be a part of the change you want to see from others and families. Visit channelmom.org and click donate at the top of the page. We thank you for your generous support and may God bless you for coming alongside Channel Mom.